0: Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey and Sean. Craig, we gave him the day off after he broke the Andre Turney news last night. (laughs) Yeah, I stepped late. Yeah, which we will get into for the rest of the show, but before we get into bear and his contract extension, we're super excited to welcome in NHL.com senior fantasy editor, Pete Jensen, to talk a little bit of fantasy hockey. Pete, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks so much for having me second year in a row. uh, It was a blast coming on last year, and I'm, I'm even more optimistic about the coyotes from a fantasy standpoint this season. So just a little preview here. You're going to hear a lot of good things i think this could be maybe the most exciting coyotes roster that they've assembled maybe ever that's my personal opinion but i'm excited about the
0: ceiling hot take right off the top i love it um before we get we're gonna ask you about coyotes players you know which coyotes players have fantasy value forwards goalies etc just in general for those who are interested in fantasy hockey just to summarize it, what's just a good strategy to draft a fantasy hockey team? Like what, what should be your strategy going into your fantasy draft?
1: Well, early on, you're going to want to hit on those 100-point scorers. There have been a lot more of them in recent years, so you definitely don't want to swing and miss like a lot of people did last season, let's say, on Jonathan Huberto, late first, early second round. Every once in a while, something with a new change of scenery. That's one thing I would say. Like, Don't go too crazy about uh, a guy that changed in the offseason because sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it doesn't even end up working out at all, and then that player changes teams again, the following season. So don't get too wrapped up in that. Uh, Take your safe picks early on. And then uh, as it gets more interesting in the middle rounds, like look for those bargains. We're gonna identify them on our podcast, NHL Fantasy on Ice all off season long in September and October the bargains based on average draft position like where are these guys going should they be going higher than where they actually are that's a huge thing in the middle rounds and then late rounds it's all those breakouts sleepers the rookies out the rookies out there like uh, Logan Cooley I'm really excited about sean dursey those type of guys fall into the sleeper category
2: first i want to know how i get the title senior fantasy (laughs) editor on my title i got to (laughs) work on that but in seriousness so this is an interesting thing we talked about connor bedard do you draft or can you draft players that are on bad teams and the player i look to the most this season is connor bedard i mean he's going to be on a bad team can you still get value in drafting players from bad teams
1: Yeah, absolutely, if they're on the first power play, I mean, they're gonna put up 20 plus power play points relative to where they're going in a draft, like pretty late. Like a lot of people think the Sharks are gonna be bad this year because they traded Carlson to the Penguins, but that's not to say that guys like proven guys like Tomas Hurdle, um, Logan Couture, even a young kid on the block like William Eklund, those guys could score 55, 60, 65 points. And um, maybe will hurt you a little bit in the plus minus category, but really produce in almost every category playing for a not so hot team. So yeah, to answer your question, I would not steer clear of some of those lower tier teams because you could get a lot of fantasy value from them, especially if your league doesn't count plus minus against you, then you're really talking. Then you're diving into the Trevor egresses and, you know, some of the other teams out there, Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick a Adam Fantilli, the rookie, if he makes the team for Columbus, um, even some of those guys on Philly, like Travis Konechny, if plus minus doesn't work against you, that could be a really, really valuable pl- pick in your late rounds. You just
0: mentioned rookies, and I want to ask, Like, obviously, it's risky drafting rookies. A player like Connor Bedard, you know, is a little bit of the exception. But generally, where in your draft should you be targeting rookies? And I guess my second part of that question was it would be where does Logan Cooley rank among this year's rookies?
1: So Connor Bedard is an exception to the rule. I'll usually say, you know, don't take a rookie inside the top 100 overall. Even like wow. Devin Levi, the goalie for the Sabres, I expect the Sabres to make a big jump this year. He's the second-ranked rookie behind Bedard, but we have him at 101 in our rankings. We're not getting, wow. like, two in over our heads with him because – uh, you know, again, it's a team that hasn't made the playoffs in in over a decade and stuff like that. Cooley, we have ranked fourth among rookies at the moment, behind Connor Bedard and Devin Levi and Luke Hughes, the defenseman. But again, I wouldn't be surprised, especially if the wheels fall off around Connor Bedard and he doesn't have the supporting cast. I wouldn't be surprised to see. Cooley put up like, you know, 55, 60 points, and maybe Bedard puts up uh, 65 or 70, and maybe we're talking about a little race here. So I think that Bedard is, you know, everybody's calling him the lock to win the Calder, and that may be true, but whether it's Levi Luke Hughes or Cooley, I think we could have an interesting race uh, as the season goes on. But with Connor Bedard, I mentioned he's an exception to the rule. I mean, we have him in the top 50 overall players, despite those team concerns that you mentioned just before. So that speaks a lot to the caliber of the prospect, historically speaking, and just the upside he has from the get-go with Taylor Hall and Seth Jones and a top-heavy team, let's say, in Chicago.
2: I want to make a real quick. We're gonna, I'm going to apologize for something I did on the Internet. And it was targeted. I forget those actual people on the Internet. Sometimes <laughs> it's just words. The NHL fantasy put out these rookie ratings with Bedard, Levi Hughes, uh, Maddie Nyes. The name we didn't see on there was Logan Cooley. So I was a smart ass. And I said, hmm, someone missing. Smart ass. And then you responded with, He's been added after he signed his contract because he hadn't signed yet. So I was a smart ass. I apologize, <laughs> Pete. I, I didn't mean to. I was just, you know, Coyotes fans at again. So I, I <laughs> want to apologize to you on the air. But having said that now, so I've cleared the air. We talked about rookies. The other one we talked about, Devin Levi, but goalies can get you points. I mean, goalies can get you wins. When is a good time to look at getting a goalies and give us your top two or three goalies this season?
1: Right, so, I mean, the top couple of goalies, they're all the Russian guys, right? There's uh, Shesterkin, Sorokin, Vasilevsky. I mean, those guys are ridiculous year after year. After that, I would look at a Jake Ottinger. I feel like the Dallas Stars got even stronger this off season. Uh, They're gonna integrate a top prospect, most likely Logan Stankoven. Keep an eye out for him in late rounds. Uh, Whether he's on the second or third line, I really like that. They added Matt Duchesne. Whether he plays center or wing, I really like that. I feel like Dallas is an even better team than last year on paper when they went to the Western Conference final um, and ended up losing uh, to the Golden Knights. But a really strong young core that's just going to keep getting better. So, yeah, those are the four best goalies, in my opinion. Then there's a bit of a drop off. So I'm going to go into drafts in my first couple of rounds and look at who goes. First, like if somebody takes Vasilevsky and Sorokin, I'll take Shosturkin shortly after. If those three go, maybe I'll take a chance and wait an extra round for Ottinger. but try to get one of those top four guys if you can, as long as you're not, you know, I would not take a goalie in the first round that has burned us in years past. So uh, start in the second round and maybe rounds two, three, and four, try to get one of those top four goalies if you can.
2: Okay, we're going to move on to a name you've already mentioned a little bit already, but a defenseman that got under hundred point, over 100 points last year, and that's Eric Carlson and his move to Pittsburgh. My concern is there's a lot of players on Pittsburgh that can get points. There's Crosby, there's Melkin, and I guess there's another guy that likes to play the power play in Chris Letang. So I'm wondering, do you anticipate another monster season for, for Eric Carlson or with all of that talent, the puck's got to get spread around somewhere? Is he maybe going to take a step backwards?
1: right we've been talking about quality versus quantity and how many cooks there are in the kitchen all off season long since this trade happened Um, i think it definitely reopens Pittsburgh's stanley cup window but like we saw a couple years ago with brent burns and carlson like the ceilings fantasy wise that we were talking about and marveling about they never actually happened it was the year when burns got traded to carolina that carlson stayed healthy finally and popped off and scored 100 points with a lot of those points coming in you know garbage time situations if the team was down five to two or six to one or whatever it was. I mean, let's be honest. I think the, the point totals coming a little bit down for Carlson this year. The ice time, uh, which is a load off his shoulders, is going to come down with Latang on the same team. But, hey, Latang has missed time through the years for different th- situations. So, you know, if Latang were to get injured, maybe we're talking about a ceiling of Carlson having 90 or 100 points. But we have him projected in the high 80s right now, which would probably still lead all defensemen. So and look for a much better plus minus as well. But again, with all those guys passing the puck around, maybe he's going to lose out on some of those points that he would have gotten last year uh, with the Sharks.
0: Um, We're going to get into Coyote specifically in a second. But before we do, I'm curious from your point of view, who do you kind of have pegged as a potential breakout player across the NHL this season for fantasy?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a bunch. Uh, I'm really excited about, um, you know, some of the, I think like Pavel Zako in Boston. I mean, he had career highs across the board last year, but you look at that roster compared to what it was last year, right? He'll probably remain with David Pasternak, but he'll be their number one center unless they make a trade uh, to address that. But they're kind of up against the salary cap and don't have a lot of wiggle room right now after Bergeron and Krejci retired this offseason. So I really like... Pavel Zaka as like a full-fledged breakout candidate. Uh, For Buffalo, J.J. Paterka, I know that they, you know, already have their top-heavy lineup, but Paterka looks like a beast uh, so far in his NHL career. And if he gets a little bit more power play time over maybe a Tuck or a Cousins or someone like that, I could see him having a monster season. And then, yeah, when you go deeper down the line, I think – You know, there are a lot of bounce back candidates on the Calgary Flames. Um, I think maybe Lucas Reichel is another breakout candidate. If it ends up being Taylor Hall, Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel, uh, he could be a breakout candidate and maybe go from next to nothing to, you know, 60, 65 points in a best case scenario, hitching on to the wagon that is Connor Bedard. (laughs)
0: Um, all right well I want to get into Coyotes players specifically with you and right before we went on air we were talking about you know the big step forward this team has taken especially in this offseason so I'm curious from you I mean Clayton Keller is kind of the obvious player when you look at the Coyotes roster as someone with fantasy value but from your point of view who else on this team is someone that you know if you're drafting fantasy you should look to on the Coyotes
1: I actually like the one-two punch they have at center, assuming Cooley makes the team, and how well Barrett Hayden played down the stretch last year, near point-per-game player over the last month or so of the season. Um, I think he had 18 in his final 20 or something like that. So playing with Keller and Nick Schmaltz. uh, If Schmaltz stays healthy, I mean, this is a – dangerous robust coyotes offense that i think a lot of teams out there might underestimate i know they were a pretty competitive home team last year but i could see them catching a lot of teams by surprise especially in the eastern conference and and winning some big road games this year to to get them into that fringe conversation for a for a second wild card spot in the western conference with teams like st louis and nashville and and calgary that have been definitely trending down in recent years so yeah i would try to get a piece of that first power play like i said dursey cooley barrett hayton um i like how they kind of supplemented the rest of their roster with guys like dumba and guys like zucker I mean, these are high quality players that are going to make this team way more competitive right from the first puck drop uh, in october early on so yeah i think they're going to catch a lot of people by surprise and and clayton keller you mentioned i mean For us to have a coyotes player in the top 50 overall certainly says a lot they haven't had many in that realm but clayton keller certainly deserves it we have him projected for like 80 points this year so we're taking him very very seriously
2: well that brings up one more name that hasn't been mentioned a lot he finished fourth in the calder voting last season it was a rookie on this team who put up a lot of points a lot of assists and that's matias michelli is he a guy Mm -hmm. that that might be able to sneak sneak into a later round but still going to get you some value
1: definitely the job he did in a secondary role second power play putting up that type of power play points double digits was really impressive as a rookie so i'm interested to see do they maybe even split up that top line trio and have you know Michelli elevated to play with keller and cooley and then you know have a nice strong second line with hayton and schmaltz and try to keep that type of chemistry going from the tail end of last season so and again they're like three fantasy-relevant defensemen here in the mix, which we've seen in years past when they had, you know, ekman Larson mm-hmm. and Yandel and and Chikrin and bear And, like, it's not unheard of to see a lot of fantasy appeal or production, regardless of what expectations were from the Coyotes' defensemen. But yeah, you have Moser, you have Val and of course, the big off-season acquisition in Dersey. Dersey's another guy, just like Michelli, where he was on the second power play in LA and really was lighting it up for them. So now he doesn't have Dowdy in front of him anymore. Mm-hmm. He has his own uh, blue line to to anchor and play with some young studs like Keller and Cooley could take him to the next level for fantasy. So,
0: last question um, before we let you go, and it's about the Coyotes goalies. Who Coyotes goalies historically overperform in, in some regard, and this year they're going with Kerelovanka and Connor Ingram, um, who both had you know pretty solid seasons last year. Obviously, they're not going to be your Vasilevskis your Sorokans, et etc. But as a secondary goalie, do you think it's worth going after one of these guys, or probably stay away, given the fact that the Coyotes, you know? Maybe, they, Might maybe win their, their goal games. differential yeah. wasn't in the
2: green last <laughs> <Yeah>. year.
1: <laughs> not their fault, but the yeah. I mean, if he gets you like a nine-fifteen save percentage playing fifty games, like he played fifty games, started forty-nine last year, only had eighteen wins, but did have three shutouts, and that's what I think we've seen from guys like Vimelka and Ingram especially last season, they stood on their head in a lot of games, those home games at at the ASU Arena. I mean, they were like really uh, acrobatic and very impressive based on uh, a lot of people didn't think they would do so well in the goaltending department, so again, If you're a volume starter like Vimelka playing that much in fantasy, you could actually be really valuable if you exceed expectations and you're taken, you know, maybe in the last round of your fantasy draft or maybe even picked up off the fantasy waiver wire, right? I wouldn't hesitate to take uh, Vimelka as like a third or fourth fantasy goalie. And you never know if you have another guy deal with an injury, you're going to want a guy playing for a competitive team. Even if they don't make the playoffs, we have Arizona, I think, plus seven or eight wins compared to what they had last year, which would put them among the most improved teams this offseason, along with Columbus, who hopefully will be healthy. And they have a couple of young studs and Fantilli, like I mentioned, so into the mix. So right now, like big picture, the Coyotes have improved themselves maybe more than any team this offseason, but nobody's talking about it as much as they should, I feel
2: that is, fun. I will say this, it is, it is, we, we live in a bubble here in Arizona, we, but clearly it's the, called the coyote show. So we talk about coyotes and, and we, we see that they're making strides in the right direction. It's really nice to hear from a national perspective that, that someone else recognizes yeah. that the coyotes are doing some good things.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. Well, Pete, we can't thank you enough. Um, this has been really great insight. Um, you know, everyone can follow Pete at NHL Jensen. Is that, that's the, you're at right on Twitter slash X, whatever, yeah, whatever it whatever is these days. But if you, if you need any fantasy advice and um, Pete obviously has, it's a fantasy podcast as well. So lots of great insight there, but Pete, thank you so much for your time and uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon.
2: Thanks Pete. Appreciate your time, man.
1: Definitely appreciate you having me on. Yeah, check out slash fantasy. We got our cheat sheet, our projections oh, for I each team. I always have it
2: open. Yeah, print
1: me. that. I oh. always have well, it open. I print it yeah, take- I'm old. You guys just put it on your <laughs> Thank- phone. I. Right? Take the sleeper list into your draft, take your uh, bargain list and all stuff like that and cross names off our top 250 as they're drafted. And yeah, also check out the Instagram account for NHL Fantasy and myself, NHL Jensen, for a lot of videos leading up to the season. But thanks again for the time. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, great, great insight from uh, Pete. Also, great praise for
2: the Coyotes. I, I, yeah. Like we always like, I think they're making nice moves, yeah. but, but that's, that was real. And that puts the Coyotes in the mid eighties for points, maybe mid to high eighties. Yeah. For points. Wow. Great stuff. Um, about that? And doesn't it get you in the mood to start gambling?
0: It does. It does um, me,
2: Ellie. I'm ready. Let's go. fire yeah. props. And
0: by the way, just before we get into that, um, I know there's a lot of people who watch the show interested in fantasy hockey. We are going to do um, a diehard fantasy hockey league because there's so many people. We might have multiple, and there are people in our Discord who are taking on arranging this, so just stay tuned if you're interested in doing fantasy hockey with your fellow diehards. It will be happening. Um, but yeah, I mean... I'm at this point, I'm locking in the over on points for the Coyotes. Pete has me yeah. fired up. Confident. I'm fired up to talk about Andre Tourney, which we'll do here in just a couple minutes. Um, but on the BetMGM Sportsbook app, book it. I'm running, I'm running to bet the over on Coyotes point totals. Um, I'm super excited. I was like, what are you doing? Answering your phone. <laughs> um, and if you want to put some money down for a future on the Coyotes, on the BetMGM Sportsbook oh. app,
2: his bet of the week. Hit. Hit.
0: Yep. Hit. And yesterday on PHNX Best Daily, Shane took Josh Rojas to hit a home run at plus 8.25 for the Mariners. He's hit two home runs this season. No. And he got it last night. So it's real. PHNX Best Daily. The fire is real. Tune heater, in. Heater. Um but you can Locks sign down. up for the Bet MGM Sportsbook app, use the bonus code PHNX, and there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets. If it loses, you can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
2: Gambling problem call one gambler Colorado, DC, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 hopeny hope Y or text hope 467369. New York call one 800 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-next-step Arizona. one 800 522 Nevada. 1-800-bets-off Iowa. one 800 for confidential help Michigan. one 800 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. US promotional offers not available in DC, Kansas, Nevada. About in new york or ontario
0: you know fantasy hockey uh, the drafts are so fun and my favorite thing to do before a draft is like get myself all set up you
2: need snacks
0: you need snacks lots of snacks. you need drinks yep. go to circle k before your fantasy hockey draft grab yourself a polar pop grab yourself some chips i i'm a, i'm like on the spectrum of sweet versus salty i actually lean salty me too i love a salty 100
2: i lean salty um, without a doubt
0: circle k chips phenomenal so head to circle k before your fantasy hockey draft and we're really excited about the circle k inner circle um which is a free program you can join just by downloading the circle k app you save 25 cents per gallon on your first five phillips you get every six free on a selection of circle k products pizza coffee ice cold fountain drinks etc it's a free, free. membership program free. And it's completely new Join the Circle K Inner Circle today for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply. At participating locations, visit circlek.com for details. And that brings
2: me to the point we talked about uh, you doing a, a die-hard fantasy, fantasy league. And, and we got Brady. We hear from Brady all the time in the diehards and we hear from Joel all the time, both diehards, both saying, hey, I don't know anything or I'm a newbie. Can I be in the buddy, Joel? You don't need a newbie league. Here's the beauty about this. That's why Pete was on the show. You go print Pete's list. They do the work for you. They do you. the work for yeah. you. In worst case, pick a guy you like. Like, oh, I like that guy. I root for him. And when that or team's like, on, I can. I root know for him. that name. Yes, I know that name. I'll be, that's like, I like their jerseys. Gabe Thompson led me to success last year, and it was the first time I had played fantasy hockey in and, like a decade. And, and I will say this, Joel and Brady there is a lot less pressure on you to perform well in a fantasy league than it is for the three of us. We, like, we have to be, and we don't. Like, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to suck. I'm going to suck okay i had to get that out there yeah. so please join it's fun it, like just we can compete against each other give you a little trash talk and in the discord that'll be fun so
1: yep um stay
2: tuned
0: stay tuned and yeah great really great insight from pete again high praise of the coyotes and pd a lot of that high praise has to do with the man <sighs> Boy, on the bench andre tourney we buried the lead um andre Turny is back bear is back and this morning well i guess craig reported it last night but this morning it was officially announced that coyotes head coach andre Turini received a three year contract extension with the team so after this year it'll be three after that so it's four technically um that
2: but math at u of a
0: i mean listen, three plus one. one got it um pd this kind of felt like the last thing that was hanging over the off-season arena aside, this was kind of the last big thing and it's done before the start of the season. Your initial thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think this was really important, and I think it was really important the timing too. I thought my fear was going to be, and I, I if you might recall this with other coaches, I know with Rick Tockett, it, it got into December and January, and I will tell you, I've seen other coaches where where they're in their lame duck season, and you know what? There's the answer is, oh, I'm worried about the game today. I'm not thinking about bullshit. You're worrying about your contract, and so that for them to get this done in August was incredibly important for what they want to accomplish this year. So I think the timing is huge getting him here and locked up I think it's incredibly important. You see the belief in these players and what they think of him. We've heard it over and over and over again. Every
0: single guy we've talked to this summer.
2: And so I think it's imperative that they got it locked up. I'll be honest, and I said it on the show, I was afraid. I was afraid with Shane Doan and his relationship with Andre Tourney. And Shane's a big piece of the reason he's here, with their relationship with Hockey Canada. I was concerned with his contract expiring and Sheldon Keefe's contract expiring in Toronto at the same time. There was a concern because Toronto is the center of the hockey universe. They can spend as much money as they need to spend. There was a fear. So now that fear is put aside. He wants to be a part of what he's already started to build here. I think he's taken ownership and pride in what he's done here. So I I, I think this is a huge step and so important that it's done before game one.
0: Absolutely. It, it is interesting to think back to when they hired him because we talk about the coaching carousel all the time, and how the coaches keep getting recycled. And when Andre Tourney stepped into this role, I think a lot of people at first said, "Who?" I did, you know. Then you look at his resume, you know, Hockey Canada and um, the the OHL. He's had a ton of success. He's been an assistant coach for the Colorado Avalanche, and he steps in and brings a fresh perspective. And you know, that first year of the rebuild, nobody was expecting anything from this team. And, and frankly, you know, the team performed as expected but then you go from year one to year two and you see the huge jump yeah. that's taken um 23 point improvement from 2021 to 22 or 22 to 22 23 um 73 points last season we all know about mullet magic and not only do you see that point improvement which granted you can say what you want about the coyotes finishing six last not getting in the top three in this draft we've gone over that yeah. to death but you look at what every single player who signed here as a free agent who got traded here Sean Dursy yesterday Clayton Keller every single one always mentions bear and how much they like playing for him and that speaks volumes you talk all the time about the the league is small and guys talk if there's i mean look at what happened in Calgary with Daryl Sutter if there's a guy that's um like disliked it's going to have a huge impact versus you look at Arizona and all the issues that there are, which, I mean, they don't have an arena. Like, there's a lot of reasons to not come here, but Andre Tierney is a huge reason to come here. And I'm just so relieved that there's security that he's here this year and three more years after. I've,
2: I've been around a long time in this league, and I've known a lot of coaches, worked for a lot of coaches. And I don't know if I've ever seen... The universal love for the head coach that this guy has. Really? And it's amongst not just the players, but it's the staff and it's the people that are close to the organization. And you go, this guy's great. And yeah. you just, you, he gives off that vibe of, this is a fun place to be. And it, I tell you what, being in a locker room for a team that sucks and they lose a lot is absolute misery. It sucks going to work. It sucks going to meetings and practice. It's terrible, but you look what Andre Turnier was able to do his first year here and guys were smiling, happy, relieved, playing with no pressure and enjoying their teammates and they all battle for each other. Getting that accountability. It's absolutely impressive, but I do want to clear one thing up because this get, this gets tossed out and bandied out a lot is the word culture. And anytime a coach leaves a new coach comes in and says, well, we need to change the culture. Well, I, I've been here from Gretzky to Tippett to Tockett, and I unfortunately didn't get to work for Barry. And you, you hear people, well, he's got to change the culture. To me, it's a really frustrating term because do you think Dave Tippett, when he was here coaching, wanted to lose? Well, hell no. Do you think he wanted people to hate it here? And t- no. So when Rick Tockett comes in, he can't say, well, I want to change the culture. It's different. It's a different culture. It's a different way of doing things. It's a different feel that they bring to the locker room. It's not, it's not like you know, oh, I, I've got to get rid of everything that Rick Tocchet did or everything that th- they Tippett did. You just want to create an atmosphere. And I think that's what Bear has done where people are relaxed, comfortable, and happy to be there. And that's what today's hockey player needs. I believe that, that they need to get patted on the back and, and, and feel good about what they're doing and communicate and honesty and open relationships. All that is true. And so I think with Bear being able to do that, that's what I think culture means. That's what the winning culture is. I, I think you can't say Rick Tocchet didn't have a winning culture. He won Stanley Cups. It's a winning culture. So I, I, I want to be careful with that term. But I do want to say that he's made an atmosphere where players are happy to be there, want to be a part of this, and they're accountable to their teammate. That's why I fear, and I've already stated publicly, so you can clip it, and I have the receipts, I think Columbus is going to have a problem with Mike Bobcock. I think the first 20 games, they're coming out of the gate. Columbus everybody's gonna go oh shit look at Columbus they're for real and then it's gonna get hard and they're gonna lose games and it's gonna be misery and they're not gonna be there in the end all because of their coach and I think if the Coyotes can make the playoffs if and I, I don't have them projected there but if they do a lot of it's gonna be because of the belief the players have in Andre Turney.
0: yeah another thing that Bear brings is because of his experience coach coaching in the CHL coaching The youths in hockey Canada, he and this new gener, this new wave of coaches. Like there's the Mike Babcocks and there's the Andre Turneys, and he, you know, he adjusts his coaching to his players. Yeah. And And he said that. Yeah. And he is, and he has said that. And I think you look at this coyote, what's coming up the pipeline. There's a lot of young players. And we talk about the future. We talk about drafts all the time. But, you know, all these young players come in. It's not like they're going to succeed right away. You need a coach who, has experience coaching young players and is gonna have the patience mm-hmm. to coach them and and know what's best for them. And I feel like in that case too, in the especially over these next three years, because you have Logan Cooley and Dylan Gunther this year, and you look down the pipeline. I mean, even Simashev is, is slated in that yeah. three year window and boot and you know, whoever else is in the pipeline. Andre tourney he could be the right guy for that too, because of just his experience with younger players and
2: I think w- one of the big things about this summer specifically is the ability to for this team to get free agents and, and you're talking about the the ability to attract and recruit free agents to a city that doesn't have a building like, I, I, that's amazing to me so yeah. well, what are you selling you're selling the, the the dream and I think to a man what we're hearing is the good news and the relationship that they have with the coach already. Like he's calling them, he's making those contacts where they fit. There's people know, like you said, players talk. And and, and Andre Churnier has now made this team, gosh, I'd like to play for that guy. And so I, I I think that bodes extremely well for the ability to attract free agents and recruit to get players into um, this market.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we've been lucky enough to, to speak one-on-one with Bear. And like every day I walk away from any conversation and I'm like, he he could be a life coach
2: yeah he's like, unreal he, he
0: he's he's an incredible motivator yep. and i think it's also important to have someone like that when you're playing for a team over the last two seasons that like has had no expectations has you know gone through a lot of shit frankly um to have somebody who is always you know striving to get better and and i think another word that i think of about him is like humility you know, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't think that he knows all and he admits that and he leans heavily on his assistant coaches, which we should also mention one of the things Craig reported um, earlier this month was that the, when the deal was close – he wanted his assistants to get extended, too, and that's why it took until now for this to happen. So there's no announcement yet, but the assistant coaches are expected to be extended as well, and I think that speaks highly of his character. Do
2: you know what that means inside that locker room? Here's Here's the thing. The players make a lot of money. They have great contracts. They're, they, they care about the periphery, but they got to make their money. Mm-hmm. When a head coach comes in and says, hey, well, we need to take care of... My assistants, we need to take care of the guy that's sharpening the skates. We need to make sure we take care of the guy that um, keeps these players healthy in the medical room. Do you know how hard those guys will work for that coach? And do you know what an atmosphere that creates for the people that are around the players a lot, like the coaches and the trainers? Like they're with the players all the time. And I tell you what, if they're grumpy and they're in a miserable mood and they talk shit and they're pissed off about life, Guess what? That permeates through the whole yeah. room. So when you make them happy, makes the players happy. You make the players happy, you can win more games. It's a really, really smart thing. But for him to put his career on the line and for his, hey, put his money where his mouth is, you're taking care of them first. You know where we saw that last contract was in Rod Beardemore did that in Carolina. Well, they did pretty good.
0: Yeah. So, Talk about a, a, a good culture, yes, Carolina,
2: because has. they did the, the exact same thing yeah. that Rod Brindamore did in, in, a, in a management team that honestly traditional for not paying people in Carolina. Well, he said, "You pay them, or I don't." Work here anymore, and, and so now that imagine how hard those guys worked for him. I, I think Bear has done the same thing here, and that that has goes miles and miles and miles for getting everybody bought into what you're trying to do. Not just the players, but the staff and the coaching staff as well. So I'm 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 impressed at the way he went through that contract negotiations.
0: Absolutely. I want to talk um, more about what's next because we've talked a lot about what's happened up until this point um, but before we do for bear you know he's here in Arizona he, he talked to us too about loving his routine he goes to the same store and does the same things um, I hope he has the same sunglasses and I hope whatever they are that they're shady rays yeah um,
2: he's a wraparound guy he's yeah well, <laughs> I'm trying to pitch wraparounds to everybody I feel Like mean he bald that wraparounds scary sorry
0: <laughs> I you mean know shady rays shady they have they have something for everyone they have a ton of different styles men's and women's styles colors in all of those styles multiples so if you haven't just scrolled shady ray's website i highly recommend doing it um you'll be shocked at a the variety and b the prices sunglasses do not have to break your bank they can be stylish and affordable and the best part about Shady Rays is they really stand by their product so if you don't love them you can exchange or return free within 30 days which I really appreciate as well I love my Shady Rays I throw them in my bag they're very durable um, and I wear them every like every single day Mm -hmm. every single day and they look just like Ray-Bans but they are like a fraction of the price. Yes. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. PD, it's feel like it's been, a. I mean, it hasn't because I just thought of the last time you and I were in here, but... I do like being in the commish. I know, cause of all me? the stuff it gives post game vibes. Yeah,
2: it does.
1: Um,
0: but I love our commish studio, cause if you look behind us, there's all these, you know, bobbleheads and trinkets yeah, and all, all of that is from Foco. Foco hooked it up for the commish studio. Um, they have great stuff. And listen, college football it's right around the corner. They have a ton. You know
2: what I saw? Of... What? I don't know what you kids call them today, but overalls. Do you know what overalls yes, are? Yes, I do know. I don't know. We, did you know I used to wear overalls to school? Like that was, a, that was a literal thing. Oh gosh, but gosh. But Foco has overalls no in your favorite team colors. <laughs> yeah, I could see DP rocking the I orange. I could see Sean wearing rocking the, overalls. the orange. Like one, one with, thing like, no, button, But no, no, no shirt. <laughs> no shirt with the overalls. Buddy, he'd be rocking it. Fire it a little orange. Like I would feel like a farmer. Yeah. yeah. A farmer Sean. Fire. Going to the more on Leah's. Leah's. Like, Overall you have
0: a shirt, and then you undo oh, one of them, so it's like... So it hangs. That's stylish. Stylish. We did all kinds yeah, of shit that. Yeah, um, yeah FOCO. They have more than just Bobbleheads. They have clothing. They have shoes. They have Christmas ornaments. I mean, you'll be surprised. So just go online, FOCO.com. That's FOCO.com. They have your back for Arizona sports. And use the code PHNX when you check out. And for all non-presale items, use promo code PHNX for 10% off. PD, I want to talk about what's next because Andre tourney came into this situation not having a ton of expectations on his shoulders. He inherited a tanking team and we saw obviously the huge point improvement from year one to year two. Do you two. get
2: nervous when our boss walks in? No. I do. That's just you. He scares the hell out of me.
0: <laughs> oh, now he's coming He does. The he's, he's scary. All right. What do you got? Uh, I don't like what's going on in Discord right now. What's going on in Discord?
1: Apparently, uh, in our son's Discord, uh, people are slandering Espo and, and telling people, well, if you want the lighter side of things, you should go over and, <laughs> and check out the Coyotes. Go to the show and and It's Discord. all rainbows uh, and sunshine. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're not having this today. See,
0: Espo said, the light side, if only you knew Petey and Craig. Hashtag snark.
2: I had to go. Join wow. the friendly Discord.
0: They're making memes out of Espo in the Sun's Discord. And Saul. <laughs> oh. <Sol> Saul yawning. <laughs>
2: it's on fire. If you're wow. on the Discord, jump in the Sun's Discord right unreal. now and check out what's going on in oh, there. There unreal. are some memes. I don't know how to Fly make him. a meme. I wish I didn't know I'll how to make a meme. I'll you after
0: the show. It's very easy
2: sorry i didn't mean you're up we're talking about the future no
0: yeah so future low expectations year one huge improvement year one to year two but where do you go from here i mean the next steps it's not easy and he's he's admitted that um as well so what's next
2: see this is where it gets hard yeah because the expectations when he came here that first season their expectations were to lose and get last you know how easy it is to get last pretty easy yeah like i think sean sean and i could probably coach and get last (laughs) well matter of fact i guarantee it um but but the point is that with the low expectations it makes it easier the less pressure and then last year i think again the pressure was off that team it was a search for bedard and i think as a group they banded together and it's us against the world and i think that was their fighting cry like hey we're not getting last. we're better than that now it's interesting you pull in really good players you've got legit NHL players that are trying to win and are still in you know in the terms of jersey he's 24 so the I think now the expectations are much much higher and with expectations now comes pressure you've given a coach more term more money we'll get more pressure so when it's easy is when no one's looking at you now everybody's looking like okay everybody says you're great everybody says you get this culture everybody says you get everybody along and you can push teams along well it's time to do it. So it w- it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that pressure. I know when you look at his last couple of seasons in in, in juniors, it blew everybody out of the water. Like, okay, yeah, we're good. We know we're good, and we're gonna we're gonna win. And and I think so. He's been in an atmosphere where he's been good and been able to 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 get that kind of a record. It was a really good winning record. But I think here now, people expect this team to be better. So they better be better. Um, the pressure is on him. I don't think, I think, and that's what we're going to try to continue to do on this show is we're going to say they're not ready for the playoffs. They're not there. Can they? Hey, You never know what the goalie gets hot and, you know, guys have career years and all of those things. But those kind of expectations aren't on bear yet. But now is the time. He, he's got to prove he can turn this ragtag bunch of guys from two years ago into a perennial playoff team. And that's where the pressure is.
0: And especially with the moves that were made in this offseason, because it went from year one, you have... I mean, no offense to these guys, but like Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, guys at the twilight of their career. And then you have, you know, young players, like there was such that juxtaposition. And then the gap got bridged a little bit last year with players more like Nick Bukestad, Troy Stutcher type. And now you take one step further and it's Matt Dumba, Sean Dursey, Jason Zucker. Those are all guys who are going to improve your team. And I mean, Pete Jensen said it like they project the Coyotes right now to have the biggest improvement of any team in the NHL. That's the expectation to right. me that's on bare shoulders right now. Like, if they they have to be even better than last year because if they take a huge dip, like last year we looked at the roster and said this might be the worst roster we've ever seen and they outperformed that. Well, now the expectation's higher and nobody is sitting there saying they need to make the playoffs and, like, if they don't, it's a tragedy. That's not the expectation, yeah. but the expectation is improvement. And... I don't know. They like.
2: I feel do like they're what, expected
0: to take it. Do you know more. where
2: they're getting more pressure from, too, Leah? And and I think we've we haven't touched on this a lot over our shows over the summer. And we're gonna as the season approaches, but ownership, and and, and here's why. This ownership has shown a commitment to this rebuild, right? And they've been, hey, we're 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 willing to bite the bullet. And we're willing to lose. And well, I think that changed. I think that changed this season. I, I think when you look at it, this team is not built now to get a top five draft pick. They're not. I, I don't think this is a bottom three, bottom five team. And, and that tells me that's a signaling from ownership that, okay, it was okay. We've got a couple of good draft picks, but that's time. Mm-hmm. And now, not only is it time, we, okay, we'll give you some money. We could sign Cooley and Zucker and we'll get all these guys signed. And we'll even give you money, coach. But you better win and i i think now this is the first time that he's going to get that push from management and ownership that yeah wins matter now and we're going to evaluate you based on wins so i think that's that is definitely going to add pressure and maybe not as much this year but when the new contract kicks in and the year the following year yeah there's going to be pressure this team has to make the playoffs in one of these coming years during this contract
0: so do you feel that making the playoffs in that in the three-year span is what he needs to do to earn yes. the contract.
2: I do. I and I, I. I don't expect it this year. I don't expect it next year, but by the second year of the new contract and the last year of that new contract, he he, even if he just gets in. And you get beat in the first round, you have to get you have to show those little steps that you're progressing towards the ultimate goal, which one is the Stanley Cup, but two is a perennial playoff team, you can't get there until you make the playoffs. And I think this team is going to have to learn to get there. And once they get there, then they can talk about staying there. I think it's imperative for him to be a coach after that three year contract. And when that's getting ready to spare for him to be re signed here in Arizona, he has to have made the playoffs by that last season.
0: So one other question. you foresee and obviously we can't predict the future and who knows like if it's going to be if he would want to move on at that point can you see him being a coach like i mean it's so rare to have tenured coaches anymore john cooper and mike sullivan are the two longest head coaches in the nhl and then after them it's like
2: yeah
0: one to two like three years is the most do you see andre tyranny being the coach of the future here a guy who will be here for a long time it's hard. I mean, you can't. You know, say this for league sure. is so fickle. You can't say. For
2: yeah, sure. it goes in streaks. Like there was a time when when Rick Tockett was here. When you went around the league and you looked at how tenured the coaches were, I and mean, they went through a whole summer, a whole summer where no coaches got fired. Uh, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like you look at it now, it's it's just fire, fire, fire. While well, this guy's not happy and if he can keep us the atmosphere in the locker room to where the players are happy and they feel they're getting better and making a statement towards winning and improving, I think he can stay. I think the key is you have to keep the players happy. And the way to do that is putting an atmosphere on like bears done and getting them in a direction to win. So yes, I think he can. The problem is, it is so fickle. And when an owner and a manager go, things aren't going well, why general managers don't fire themselves. So somebody has to go first as the head coach, he might get, uh, uh, Bill Armstrong might get two coaches. He might get to fire two coaches and work on a third before they even start looking at, oh, Bill Armstrong, is maybe we got to look at him. So, yes, at some point, could they fire him? Yeah, this league's tough. It's fickle, and you get a few losses and a few unhappy players and guys wanting trades, and, yeah, the first place that management and ownership, instead of looking in a mirror, is definitely going to be looking at the head coach. So I think he can do it. Because I I see the plan for management. I think he has
0: the potential to be a guy like John Cooper
2: and Mike Sullivan. I do too. Yeah, Because they're building towards something. And I think they've done it as a group. And they've done it together. Not just the team, but the coaching staff, management, and ownership. They're trying to do this all together. So I absolutely can see him getting through the rebuild and getting to the playoffs. And then once he does that, he's their guy.
0: And then how they do in the playoffs will be the real test. Because you mentioned it that first year, you just got to get get in. But then if, you know, you're making the play, if you are a playoff team, then it's, then you'll be judged on how you're performing.
2: Yeah. Because you can win Stanley Cups and get fired. Yeah. Like it's, it happens. Yeah. And, and so you, you, you get concerned. Like you look at Gerard Gallant gets to the Stanley Cup finals with Vegas and gets fired. Then he gets the Rangers to play. Fired. Like you, buddy. There's no guarantee, and he, so it's 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 going to be difficult because it's a hard job to to keep. The first day you become a coach is the day closer to the day you get fired. <laughs> but I, I I do believe in what he's doing, and I do believe in what the franchise and Bill Armstrong are doing too.
0: Yep. Well, really exciting stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff Craig actually asked Coach Cherny about earlier in the summer in an extensive Q&A that you can find at gophnx.com right now. It's from July 7th. So if you just click on the Coyotes tab on the website and scroll, I think it's one page back. Um, go ahead and read that. I was scrolling through it right now. Asks him He asked him straight up, a lot of coaches that start a rebuild are not there to end it. Um, And he gave, of course, an ever articulate answer because that's what Bear does. Um, And we're going to have the chance to catch up with Bear in about 10 minutes here um, to get his thoughts on the contract extension as well. So stay tuned to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel for that. But just tons of great stuff um, on the website. Always Craig has weekly diehard only content. I know there is a mailbag on the horizon. So if you want to read that, you'll have to become a diehard at gophnx.com. You can grab a shirt from the locker or hat when you sign up like the one pd is rocking right now Um, and you can also get 20 percent off on events and merch and access to our discord as i'll mention where the sun's channel is currently bickering and meanwhile in the coyotes channel i don't know we're always talking about sunshine
2: sunshine. and rainbows yeah
0: clear clearly so join the discord it's a ton of fun but pd before we give everyone an insight into what's going on the rest of the week do you have any final thoughts sorry
2: No, I I just, I I think this is an important step in the whole process of what this rebuild has been about. I think this is a huge step for this team and organization to say, hey, we are still trying to succeed here in the Valley. So I think it was an important piece.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, But we're lucky to have a coach here ourselves. And if you miss Monday's show, we've been doing deep dives into players um, every Monday and By that, I mean Petey is putting in hours and hours, and that is not an exaggeration, watching video and putting together his Petey's Puck Talk. So if you haven't watched the most recent Petey's Puck Talk or any of them, um, they're on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We're going to have them on the website here shortly, but it's a a really extensive breakdown this week. It was Nick Schmaltz. Go on the website. We tweeted it out as well and watch Petey's Puck Talk because you're not going to get Anything, any analysis like this anywhere else? And we have a, a coach in our fold, so we're very grateful. Thanks, and there's a
2: new one coming Monday. We're doing JJ Moser. JJ Moser. So. And I, 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 a couple other things. I I was busy this morning.
0: Oh, I'm so I excited.
2: We're working on something that stay tuned it could be could take us a couple of weeks to build this actually have like shooting locations and it's, it's interesting yeah, we're we, on location and doing another one on friday and i want to point out something dan yep. brought up in the chat um I, I tweeted out yesterday the high school hockey has a seating tournament which they, they try to figure out what division all these teams are going to play in friday night starts at the ice stand in scottsdale saturday afternoon and evening and all day sunday at the ice down on all three rinks so you want to get out of the heat Get out of the humidity and watch high school hockey all for free. And there's game after game after game after game on all three sheets. It's a really cool atmosphere. It's exciting. You see all these kids playing for their school. I am going to be there on Sunday. I have Dan. If I see you there, I I will definitely say hi. Stop in. If you're anywhere near the ice and you want to get that hockey fix, stop in and check out a little bit of high school hockey uh, this weekend
0: absolutely it's it, we're getting closer august is almost over i know that's just the last hurdle of the off season oh. we have to clear really um and we have a really exciting rest of our week ahead jason zucker will be joining tomorrow. the show
2: tomorrow so, do we know where he is right now physically no
0: we'll find out find out um does he spend his
2: summers in minnesota i think <laughs> i'm gonna this ask this
0: might be <laughs> i might yeah. be my first
2: and only question and i might walk off yeah are you in minnesota well, that's cool. oh
0: lord um and on friday we've been teasing it but are Saturday,
2: we gonna tell yeah because Craig's not here. Yeah. Oh, so he doesn't shit. get to be part
0: of it. Sorry, Craig. Um, So Saturday is no. International Dog oh, Day. Oh, Saturday is? So in honor and in celebration of that, on Friday, we are doing an entire show about dogs. And more specifically, the dogs of the Arizona Coyotes organization. Craig has a story that he has been working on yes. for weeks, um, dropping Friday morning about just all the dogs of all the players and coaches and staff on the arizona coyotes and we are going to be talking about dogs so if you're a dog lover get ready come friday pictures stories it's gonna be so fun. The ultimate Friday fun day for yes, real.
2: I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I have a dog, as we know. And I tell you, these players were more excited to talk about their pets than they were while Craig said
0: walking. he's never gotten faster responses. Yeah. Oh,
2: than you he... want to talk about my dog? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Power play? No. Dog? Yes. And there's some really beautiful dogs. So yeah. tune in on Friday.
0: Gonna be a lot of fun. Tune in every day. Yeah, tune in every day. PAGN explores YouTube channel. We're here 11 a.m. Monday through Friday, every single day. So subscribe, yes. hit the notification bell. And if you like to listen on audio, you can listen wherever you get your podcast. App spotify and be sure to uh leave us a review there as well i go in and read them and it, it means a lot to see what people write um but you can follow all of us on twitter follow craig at craig s morgan follow pd at Peters hockey you can follow me at leah merrill follow sean at john underscore to pause and follow the show at phnx underscore coyotes thank you again to pete jensen we'll see everybody tomorrow for jason zucker live at 11 a.m but until then enjoy the rest of your wednesday everybody